After a historically disappointing season for Syracuse Athletics, top to bottom, but mostly with the big five programs, both lacrosse teams, both basketball teams, and the football team, Syracuse is excited to turn the page after this summer. We're going to tell you how confident we are in each program's immediate rebuild. All that and more right here on Locked on Syracuse. Let's do it. Our Locked on Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That jingle All right, is still it's good, man. Syracuse. Yeah, let's do it. Bones is feeling it. I'm Brian Klein. Very happy to be with you. He's Matt Bonaparte. That's what his family calls him. The friends call him Bones. And we are here on Locked on Syracuse. We appreciate you making it your first listen every day, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Bones, you're bumping today. Yeah, that's a good tune. You know, end of yeah. the day, whether you're having a good day, you're having a bad day, you hear that tune, you're vibing to it. I guarantee it. Now, how many podcasts do you have to do? Because I've been doing this longer than you for the brad era pre-bones era how many podcasts do you have to do before you just say you know what forget it i'm gonna put it on my playlist my workout pr- playlist what the, the locked on syracuse jingle yeah it'd be insane <laughs> i don't know it'd take quite a while okay hey you'll get there one day i'm sure Perhaps. All right. is it on yours uh no but um, I'm almost there. I would say around the corner. It's like would you just I, I'd it? imagine. I'd imagine it's a segment of a bigger song, right? It's not just like a 20 second little hit. On you know your what? I'll find out for you one day. All right, good. I already have a 20 second song on my playlist. It's called Her Majesty. There you go, Beatles, right there. All right. Very so cool. we're talking about Syracuse, not the Beatles, even though we could on the Bones and Brad podcast could easily be the Beatles. We're gonna rebrand to Locked On Beatles real quick. That'd be insane. There should be a Locked On Beatles. Hey, let, let's be real. If there's a Locked On Syracuse, there's no reason for there not to be a Locked On Beatles. <laughs> but we're talking about Syracuse here and the athletic department having a tough season last year. The lacrosse team, early exit, or excuse me, I should say a premature exit from what the expectations were preseason. The women's lacrosse team in the NCAA tournament, in the playoffs, men's lacrosse and men's basketball, historically bad seasons. Women's basketball, well, that was not going to be good from the start. And football, again, disappointing, again, winless in November, and again, missing a bowl game. So I ask Bones, we'll start with football. How confident are you, let's say on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being very high, very, very confident, how confident are you in Syracuse's immediate rebuild on the football field? So is that just this season? Yes, yeah, just immediate bounce. <clears throat> So there's a couple of factors here. There's more than a couple of factors, but the big ones that stand out to me um, are the quarterback situation. One is Carlos Del Rio Wilson going to play at all. Um, as the days go on, I kind of grow more and more confident that it's going to be Garrett Schrader's team this season. And, and Carlos Del Rio Wilson just kind of takes a step back uh, and watches the game go by, learn some things and then kind of take over in the near future. Uh, even though Schrader's still here after this season, I believe, correct? Yeah, so that's something. It's a little bit of a doozy there. Um, and then the other thing is when you look at this schedule, and Brad, you and I have both said this, when you look at this schedule, 
There are two surefire wins, 100% surefire wins. That's Wagner and UConn. Outside of that, (laughs) I have no idea if I can tell you confidently that they win a game. Okay. So you're going to say, what's the number then? Scale of 1 to 10. In terms of my confidence in this season? Yeah, yeah. How confident are you that they will improve from from last year? Hmm. That means a bowl game. That categorizes the bounce back. If you can be better than you were last year, okay. So you say, you say they don't get to. Well, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. See, the thing is, I feel like people always think they're going to play worse than they do, and then they get on the field, and you see Sean Tucker run for five touchdowns, and you're like, oh my gosh, that guy's the second coming of Christ, and it's all going to be okay. Um, I'm going to say my confidence is at a six. I, I am confident that they will play well. I'm like. I'm confident that they will play good football. Am I confident that they're going to make a bowl game? Eh. But I'm confident that they could play better football than they did last year. Okay. I mean, I understand what you're saying. They had five wins last year. You're saying uh, you're a six out of the 10 scale, which you would typically think, okay, you're you're actually thinking they will get to the six win threshold and, or at least they're likely to, and will make a bowl game. But, Maybe with the schedule, they play better, but the wins don't show it is what you're saying. The other thing that I'm really excited to see is the offense. Sterling Gilbert is gone, uh, and that was a recipe for disaster. And you can't really blame Sterling Gilbert because he came in thinking he was going to have Tommy DeVito to work with and just throw bombs left, right, and center. And then last season, Dino Babers was like, all right, here's the deal. The quarterback can't throw anymore. And he was like, what? That's my whole thing. So... Now they've got a new coordination staff in that is supposed to, you know, gel better with the current roster. So I think that's also going to go a little bit of a ways in terms of what they're going to do on the field. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you an immediate answer here. I'm going to say a three. I'm not confident at all. And and the reason is this, I, I also think that Sean Tucker might be the second coming of Christ and that's cool. And we can all believe that. And I don't even know if it's a belief. It's a fact. I and mean, he's that good, right? So, cool. Sean Tucker's awesome. We we have established that he's one of the all-time great running backs in Syracuse history at this point. Doesn't mean he's top five, but he's up there, right? That doesn't mean that he's going to be better than he was last year. It's really hard to do that. Really, really hard. Even if he is Sean Tucker. Even if he is an all-ACC player. What are the odds that he actually is better? I say low because that's how good he was last year. Teams are going to be keying in on him. Not that teams weren't last year, but they're going to stack the box. And Garrett Trader showed how limited he can be in the air. But he's got to get better, right? And and they have to know that coming into the season, that that's what teams are going to do. Because if you and I know that, that means they definitely know that. And Um, and they're going to be good. It does not hurt the team. But I'm just saying that he can still be great and not as good as he was last year. And he was that good. They only got to five wins. So I'm not very confident. So does that mean you think they're going to be worse this season? Yeah, I think they will be worse. Their schedule so, is difficult. Okay, I guess conference. I mean, they have to play Purdue and it's the, the odds are against them. And I'm just going to go with the odds and put it that way. So here's my thing. Like with this question, it's like, I, I can take it one of two ways. And I said six, that doesn't necessarily mean that I think, Sure. Their record is going to be better. Like, do I think their record is going to be better? Absolutely not. I think they will have a worse record, but I think they'll play better football, if that makes sense. I think this season, I will have more confidence going into big games that they'll make it, that they'll complete an upset more than I did last year. That's the kind of 
viewpoint I'm taking this on. Okay. Or I'm taking I, I, I get it. I get They're it. just the schedule stacked this season for no good reason. They're playing the seventh best schedule in football yeah. or something like that. So the schedule is stacked. And the other thing is now you mentioned the assistant coaches. It's a, an, an assistant coaching overhaul for Dino Babers as potentially a last ditch effort to keep his job, right? Um, I don't blame him for making those changes. I think those changes needed to be made and they might save his job. But in the immediate future, there is such thing as growing pains in the assistant coaching staff. And we saw those in 2020. Remember? Remember what happened? They, and I get, I get it. COVID is a different beast, but they won one game when the assistant coaches came in, the new wave of assistant coaches. And the growing pains are real. So I think that the long term, this will be good. But Syracuse is going to take a, another step back on the football field. That's fair. I mean, I don't think they're going to go out there and be fantastic, if that's what you're asking. No, they're not going to be fantastic either way. I think a bowl game is best case scenario. Where do you think their ceiling is? In terms of win total, I think it's six. There's no way they win more than six games. I have to look at the the schedule. Uno segundo. Um, All right, you know what? I'm going to read an ad, and you get to look at the schedule. And after the ad, you get to tell the fans what their ceiling is because right now we have to take a time out talk about about rock auto here because rock auto has everything you need for your car save time and money when you use rock auto i ask you why would you choose to spend 30 50 even 100 percent more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership for example my father drives a honda odyssey fuel pump 353 dollars just from a chain store but 216 from rock auto now rock auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years and their prices are reliably low for every customer now in another example we encourage you the the um to discover your own car, the, the parts you need, because right now you think about, for example, my father with his Honda Odyssey and then my Honda Accord also, I just got a complete overhaul of the suspension, went to Rock Auto, and it was a complete game changer. Now I have no problems. It's a smooth ride. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Ooh, rock auto. All right. So uh, you had, I'd say, 30, 45 seconds to think about it. Win total. Yep. I'm going to go game by game, even though nobody wants me to. <laughs> oh, and one. Louisville. I think they, well, you know, some people think they're going to win that game. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. And I'm going to say they upset Louisville. In front it, of the freshman. Was it the new freshman? To three last year? Yep. 41 to three. Okay. <clears throat> you know, first week, anything can happen. That's what I always sure. say. They're 2-0 going into that Purdue game. They lose. Then they lose to Virginia. Then they beat Wagner. They're 3-2. And, and here's the issue. Like, I don't really see them. Like, I don't know if they could win another game. <laughs> like, I, like they probably get, I think they're up another one somewhere. So what's your ceiling? You're saying they don't want to make a bowl game? Six is their absolute ceiling. Yeah, I think I agree. I think I agree. But I don't see them hitting it. No, I don't think so either. All right, we talked about... Syracuse football. Now let's move on to both men's and women's basketball. Ladies first. We'll start with the women. And Syracuse women's basketball was tough last year. And I think they kind of get a pass from a lot of the fans because of what happened. Quentin Hillsman and that program completely blowing up. And they lose all of their talent with the exception of Tisha Hyman. They have to completely overhaul their roster from the transfer portal. They were bad. Then they were okay. 
and then they were awful to end the year. So I ask you, with another revamped roster and a new coach in Felicia Leggett-Jack, scale of 1 to 10, how do you feel about Syracuse women's basketball improving? I'm going to throw out a seven and a half. Okay. Can I do halves? Seven and a half. Because they've got some real star power. Uh, And we talked about women's basketball the other day. If you didn't watch that episode or listen to that episode, go and do that. Uh, I believe it was two days ago. I fought an ant in it. It was fantastic. Um, Fight an ant. They got a lot of transfers in this season. They had a lot of transfers in last season. This season, uh, Felicia will get Jack, who... No offense to Von Reed. is just a better coach than Von Reed. Uh, she was at Buffalo last season. She was impressive. Got a number retired in the Dome last year, which was incredibly exciting. And she brought a lot of her Buffalo players, most importantly, Diasha Fair, uh, with her. So that's a very exciting thing for Syracuse fans because Diasha Fair is pretty much a superstar. Averaged nearly 25 points a game last year. Uh, she was fantastic at UB. I think she's going to bring that to Syracuse and and just be as good. And you still have some of the Syracuse uh, familiar names in Elena Rice and Tisha Hyman sticking around, but there's just so many new faces, which would be exciting to see. I just, I have way more faith that this team's going to be good, probably because of the coaching staff as well. Sue Ludwig also in the mix, which is, it's just exciting to see too. Um, 80s legend. So that's what I'm excited for. It's funny because I think we all knew what was going to happen before it even happened with this roster kind of set up to fail. You have a coach who was not supposed to be a head coach and here he is. And you have players that are getting way more run than they've ever gotten at any level. And some of them playing uh, high level power five college basketball for the first time. And it didn't go well. They won four conference games and that's fine. But you know, it's funny because with any, program rebuild there is a class or maybe even two and in this case i would say at least two that just need to take it you know uh and i would say that this class this this past team and this coming team they're both just going to have to take their medicine and wait for the program to come back through normal recruiting through freshmen and incoming freshmen instead of the transfer portal, more sustainable that way. But last year, they were just kind of martyrs, like Crystal and Carr, Christiana Carr, and, and and the rest. They all had to just take it, field a team and take it. And so now they're back, and they actually have an identity now with Felicia Leggett-Jack. Last year, they were just fielding a team to field a team. I, I'm, I'm 1,000% confident that this team is going to improve. And the ceiling is pretty – the bar, I should say, is pretty low – because, again, they only won four conference games. I say 10. I know they're going to be better. They might not be that good. They're going to be better. All right. I like that confidence from you. I'm glad we both have a lot of confidence in this team. I'm even going to bump mine up to an eight. Good. There it is. Rounded up. I like it. All right. So let's talk about the men here, because men's basketball was historically bad. There's just no other way to say it. They're under 500 for the first time in the Bayheim era. Looked like they might have a chance to beat Duke in the ACC tournament. Buddy Beheim punched a dude in the first round of the ACC tournament. Not available for the Duke game. Who knows what would have happened if he was there. But a crushing loss at the end. And the Orange lose. And that was the motif. You remember who he punched? Um, no. <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. I, every, we've talked about this like a couple times now. Um, 
And I cannot for the life of me remember who he punched. The guy forgave him, though, right away. He was like, it's it's cool. No problem. Uh, Florida State. I, I assume when I see the name, I will know it. Uh, Wyatt Wilkes. There it is. Wyatt mm-hmm. Wilkes. That's right. Wyatt Wilkes. Punched him. Um, all right. So this is the easily the most interesting one to me. Okay. Um, I think the lacrosse ones are eh, women's lacrosse could be interesting too. men's lacrosse cut and dry. Um, this is so tough because last year was the worst team we've ever seen under Jim Beheim, unequivocally. Um, and this year you have, you're going to a route that Syracuse hasn't gone in so long. Like when's the last time Syracuse really leaned on freshmen? Like they're going to this season, 2002, three. I don't even know if you could say I was going to say that, but I don't even know if you could say that because it was just it was mellow, right? He was the class. Jerry was there too. Jerry was there, but going into it, it was going to be mellow, see what he is, and then Jerry got really good and really hot at the right time. And of course, he was a Syracuse legend. But uh, I don't know. I but the the difference is that this this class has the depth. That, and they're relying on depth, right? Syracuse in 0203, they were relying on Melo to be really good and Jerry McNamara to be good. No, it's a different situation totally. But I'm just saying, when is the last time Syracuse has lent, just totally leaned on freshmen? Yeah. I mean, Tyler uh, Ennis, I guess, Malachi Richardson, but like really leaning on freshmen. I feel like this is going to be the first time where they have six guys come in who are all expecting to get minutes at some point. Quinter Copeland, Peter Carey, we might not see as much as other guys. But Malik Brown, Bunch Taylor, and of course Judah Mintz are all going to play. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. I can honestly see them being worse than last year, and I can see them being way better. Um, freshmen are so hard to predict at times. And does this nobody Benny thought Williams? exactly. Nobody thought Benny Williams was going to come in and be absolutely terrible, but hey, here there we were. Um I'm going to say my confidence that they're better than last season is at a seven. I think they will be better than last year just because Beheim wouldn't say they're the best class he's ever had unless he really meant it. Right. I don't know if that's true. I, he I, lie. I agree with that. He could, yeah. he, could be, he could be pumping tires and, and getting his, uh, his, well, I the, guess maybe yeah. I misspoke. Like he wouldn't say that unless he thought these guys could go out there and win games on their own. I guess is what okay. I'm going to say. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I I don't know. I'm not. I'm never going to be confident in a team that is relying even more than they were last year on Joe Girard. I think that's something that it might be getting lost in the shuffle. In the whole freshmen are going to be awesome thing. Judah Mintz is here. They're going to be relying on Joe Girard even more. And I understand it's a different role, and he's going to be set up for success in that different role, but he's still Joe Girard, right? And he's still unreliable and he can still disappear 0 for 6 from the field with two points. That could definitely happen. In fact, I expect it to happen eventually, hopefully not in a high leverage game. But when you're relying that heavily on a guy like Girard, it's just so unpredictable. And like you said, the freshmen are unpredictable in their own right. Is it a cop-out to say five? Like, I, I really, I really don't know. I think they could be worse, and that's okay. They could have a worse record. They could have even less success in the postseason, meaning they don't win a single conference tournament game. And fans can walk away from the season saying, you know what? 
money well spent on the tickets and time well spent uh, in, on the couch in front of the TV. Because even though we didn't win any games, Judah Mintz is a stud if he stays. And we've got a deep class going forward and we're going to be good. That could happen. That, I would yeah. say, I'm, I'm more confident in than a, a record and a substantial quali- a quantitative improvement. That's fair. I mean, is it a bit of a cop-out? Sure. But I don't really blame you. Uh, all right. I'm going to read a quick ad from Built Bar. It's from the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk Built Bar, but guess what, Brad? Your friends at Built have given coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment. That's right. Coconut brownie chunk Built Bar flavor you love in a ridiculously, deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. But Brad, you're drooling all over the place. Stop. Listen, buddy. They're good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all delicious coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time. Go to Built.com now to make sure you don't miss out. They're going fast because they taste amazing. All Built Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15. <clears throat> All right, Brad. There are two programs left. We're talking lacrosse now. Um, both kind of down years last year in different ways. Uh, women's because the national championship was the year prior, an appearance at least. So, like, only winning a national championship would have been better. <laughs> so, um, they were still good. Went to the playoffs, went to the NCAA tournament, lost a little bit earlier than you'd like. But the Meg show is back. So yeah. what's your confidence level here? Kayla Trainer. I, I I'm I'm also very confident. I would say I'm even more confident in this team being better than they were last year than I am in the women's basketball team being uh better. And and that's actually saying something I, I mentioned before, it's a low bar for the women's basketball team because they weren't all that good last year. But of all the programs we're talking about today, this is by far the most successful last year. They were 15 and 6. Like you said, they had a legitimate postseason run. Unlike the men's basketball team, they end up losing uh, after two NCAA tournament wins to Northwestern, who is an unbelievable team. Should be noted that it was a complete slaughter, 15-4, to and that's the team that you beat in the NCAA tournament, or excuse me, in the Final Four last year in Towson. I was there, and I was something. Um, the the funny thing about, and, and look, Kayla Trainer, new coach, fantastic coach she's going to be fine and the program's going to be fine the funny thing about last year was that the injuries were not as much of an obstacle as they were the year prior you lose emily harris chuck and you lose uh so many other pieces megan carney and somehow you still figure out a way to be not only competitive but nearly national champions they lose so many emma ward right emma ward last year that was a big loss but they're back next year. You, you mentioned the Meg show is back. And I think that Kayla Trainer in her second year is going to have no problem. Yeah. And also last year, I mean, they were a great team and they had a lot of people back. But not having Asa Goldstock be the brick wall that she was when they went to, to that NCAA tournament championship game was a huge hit. Um, and next season, we might see 
one of Delaney Schweitzer, Kimber Hauer, Tate Paulson turn in to something close to what Goldstock was, but I don't know. I mean, goalie's, of course, an incredibly important position in lacrosse, and Syracuse had a great one that season, and they're looking for another one. So Hennepin Midland was fine, but she wasn't she wasn't Goldstock. No. Uh, I'd say that I, I'm going to put my rating at a 9 just because I think I have – I just have so much faith that Kayla Trainer is putting this program in the right position, right? I mean, yeah, she's I just fantastic. I, I guess I didn't give a number officially. I said 10. I, I'm uber oh. confident in this team. You had an optimistic Klein today. Yeah, yeah, especially in the women's programs. And women's – again, women's basketball, low bar, and women's lacrosse is really – they're set up. And Kayla Trainer is going to be – fine and she's going to take that program to a new level next year i'm excited i'm excited to watch it all right men's lacrosse terrible season last year one of the worst the program has ever had under uh first and i mean inaugural year of gary gate so you're looking towards this season uh joey spelina shows up this year or next year this year so spelina's here um that's exciting. You've got a new 22 after a terrible one, uh, and you have something to look forward to as Syracuse lacrosse fans. Brad, I think I got to put a 10 on this. Okay. It is going to be Im- almost impossible to be worse than last year. I mean, last year was such a letdown. Like, oh my goodness, it was brutal. There was so much hype around the team and the program because Gary Gate had taken over and they were just pitiful. And what's weird about it was they would go out and beat a team like Duke like they did on March 26th of last year. I was at that game. That was the Dordovic through the legs game. That was only two times have I ever, or three times, have I ever jumped out of my seat in excitement at a sporting event. Two of them were Tucker Dordovic goals. That goal and then the one he had against, I believe, Hobart in the Krause Simmons Trophy game 2020 when he was falling down, he just sniped it from like 20 yards away. That was fantastic. Um, Too bad he's gone off to Georgetown, uh, dead to us. And they finished the year on a losing skid of six games. So, I mean, pitiful. Four and ten. Yeah. So, okay, you're very confident. For a similar reason, I'm confident in the women's basketball team. I think, and everyone's excited about Joey Spillane, you should be. I think the biggest reason that I'm very confident, I wouldn't say a 10, but I'd say an 8 or 9. Do you think there's room for them to have three or less wins? Well, it's it's a it's a Joey Spillane is the number one overall recruit. So you're expecting him to slide in immediately and be immediately productive. But he's also a freshman. So if you're relying that heavily on him, who knows? And you lose Tucker Dordovic to, of all places, Georgetown. So that hurts, right? That really hurts. But they have been overall relatively successful in the portal. They've gotten some key players with assistant Pat March and the offense completely changing without Owen Hiltz. You you couldn't expect them last year to be good, really good. Sure. With a new program, new coach, even if it is the Michael Jordan of lacrosse, that's tough. and. They tried. I mean, it's it's not easy when, when that happens. But when you bring Owen Hiltz back, who is even with Dordovic, arguably the most talented offensive player on the team, it's a completely different roster. It's a completely different attack. And that's why I'm, I'm very confident. It's Owen Hiltz. That's the reason. 
All right, Brad. Yeah. So we're okay. both confident so in the lacrosse teams. We're both confident in women's basketball. Yeah. I'm more confident than you in football, and I'm more confident than you in basketball. Women's yeah. basketball. Yeah. So you called me the optimist, but I guess that was a little little short-sighted maybe on your part, a little premature. Yeah, it might have been. might have been. Maybe yeah. I'm the optimist. I'm the maybe. forever optimist, Brad. Maybe I'm just a realist. Hey, we're going to put this <laughs> on Twitter, obviously. Let us know in the comments below how you feel, and on YouTube on the comments, how you feel about the upcoming Big Five programs. We all talked about this because the athletic director, John Wildhack, of course he has to say it, but he's very confident in the complete um, turnaround immediate turnaround of all of these programs for next year only time will tell and you can follow us here on twitter at lo underscore syracuse to get continued updates on what's going on with all the rosters and all the teams and all the news you can also check out check out locked on acc and make it your second listen every day host candace cooper giving you the inside analysis local experts on locked on taking you across the acc 30 minutes every day. Make Locked On ACC your second listen. Again, that's Locked On ACC. Bones is absent tomorrow, but Brad and John Garcia will be driving the bus on the Friday finale. To end the week, we're going to talk all about Syracuse football recruiting right here on Locked On Syracuse. Thank you so much. We appreciate it, and stay safe.